I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch. Start a new era with Doug Peterson as coach and Howie Roseman back as GM. Here's the pick. With the second pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Carson Wentz, quarterback, North Dakota State. All right, folks, welcome to a special edition of the Ginger and Dutch podcast here on a Thursday night. Hope you're enjoying some Leafs hockey, some Raptors basketball. So we're uh, we're ready to go here. But uh, what we're talking about tonight, we didn't have an opportunity to talk about it on the last podcast, and that was the NFL QB carousel. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check out last week's podcast, please do so. It's available on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. So make sure you're on there checking that out. We missed out on uh, amazing special guest Craig Bowler Jack. So uh, unfortunately, we couldn't snag him on there. But um, yeah, we're uh, he was a part of the Utah Jazz play-by-play guy and uh, for 1280 The Zone. So uh, absolutely Great special guest that we missed out on, but we're going to have Craig back on there uh, on a future podcast, and uh, we'll get him going. So, as always, the old boy is uh, late. He'll be late for his own funeral, so life with four kids. So I'm going to get started. We're going to change up the uh, the itinerary a little bit, and then uh, we'll get going from there, and we'll we'll bring old boy in as uh, once he's ready, he's put the kids uh, to bed, per se. Innisville Creek, yo, 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 yep, shout out to Innisville Creek for sure, thanks for coming on, triple bogey, we got tons of people coming on, so thanks for joining us tonight, let's get right in it, we're talking QB carousel, I'm going to uh, leave the big news of the day for when old boy comes on, uh, yeah, nice jersey, yeah, that's my Drew Bledsoe, old school Drew Bledsoe jersey, but um, yeah, we'll leave that news for when the old boy does end up joining us. We're going to start, uh, we're going to break it down division by division, try to get through all 32 teams here um, in about 50 minutes to an hour. So stay with us uh, throughout the course of the night. We're going to be talking uh, potential trades, salary cap impl- implications, all the fun stuff uh, to do with quarterbacks and what's happening in the quarterback world today. So ultra important. So let's, uh, let's fire it up. Let's start with the AFC West division. And none other than the best quarterback in NFL football right now, and that is number 15, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Not much to talk about on the Mahomes front, uh, obviously with the half-billion-dollar uh, contract that came through last at the start of last season. So, um, yeah, he is going to be entrenched as Kansas City starter for a long time to come. Chester Morin for your Bronco fans and your Raiders fans. Uh, you've got uh, to go through number 15 each and every year for probably about the next 10 to uh, 12 years. Let's go to the Broncos since I uh, let's, since I shouted out Chester and, and those Broncos. What a way to uh, to kick it off uh, with the Broncos. 
the Broncos are an interesting, interesting team here uh, in the NFL QB carousel. They've been linked to Stafford. They were kind of in the discussion from the sounds of it for uh, for Wentz, but not really. But uh, they've come out. George Patton, new general manager, coming over from the Minnesota Vikings. And can he make a splash? Will Elway make a big splash before he leaves and goes into more of a consulting role and helps Patton along? So it'll be interesting to see from from what happens there. But they've got they've got the artillery. They've got nine picks. They've got the ninth overall pick in the twenty twenty one draft. They've got some cap room. They've got some guys that they can cut to help create even more cap room and get on. And before we uh, go any further with the Broncos, old boy has only uh, here. Let's see if we can get him on. So yeah, the Broncos are are an interesting one. I think they're definitely in the Deshaun Watson chat for sure. Oh, boy, you you with me? Can you hear me okay? Boys, how are you, big guy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So uh, I started uh, started without you because uh, all of our uh, our listeners were uh, texting me and wanting me to uh, um, get going here because, you know, 8.30 start. I said life with kids for the old boy is going to be late for his own funeral, but that's okay. Of course. Of course. So, um, so I, I skipped ahead to where we were originally going to start, and that was the AFC West. Uh, pretty not, I said not too much to talk about with Patrick Mahomes, and uh, now talking about the Denver Broncos, and just talking about how interesting they are in this QB carousel, with Locke there, um, not really committed to Locke in any sort of way. They, nobody's come out and said this is our guy. They've got the ninth overall pick. They've got nine picks in this draft. I think they're in on a couple. I think they're in on a big splash. I really do. I think it could be Deshaun Watson. I think it could be Dak. I think it could be even a big Ben if it doesn't work out in Pittsburgh. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. You know, the problem with Locke and a lot of these young guys, it's really hard to give up on these boys, right? You know, they're young. You know, they have the upside. They're on those rookie contracts, which are dirt cheap. You know, what I like about this kid is he pushes the ball downfield. You know, that completion percentage last year was under 60%. Obviously, a lot of people are looking at that saying, ah, geez, you know, you wish you'd taken another step further last year. But look at Josh in his first couple of years. Like, I'm not going to go ahead and compare the two, but, you know, big, strong-armed kid. Um, he was also with Cortland Sutton for most of last year too, right? Yeah. You know, they went last year, they invested all that draft capital in Jerry Judy, and they had no fan from the year before that. And then they went and got Hamlin in the second round. They already had something there. Like, I was on this thing last year going on and on about how I was excited to see what this guy could do last year. He was like a dark, you know, dark horse MVP candidate. Yep. Um, I think they're going to make a splash. I, I, my only thing here with, with them is I think he gets moved as part of a package if they go and upgrade it with a big splash. Whether it be making a move for Deshaun Watson or – I don't know, like – Geez, I think if you're going to move off that kid, it has to be for a proven star. You can't go out and you can't do something like, uh, you know, swap him out and bring Donald in or something like that. No, you got to you got to go get a big fish. Yeah, yeah you got to go get a big fish. You know, I was looking at some of the some of the pieces there, and and there's some pieces there that they could, like you said, move on, move with Locke. You got Bradley Chubb. You got Von Miller, um, only with four million on a dead cap. Um, so there's some pieces that they could piece together here to go make it go get the guy they wanted to if if it's available to them um but they're they're an interesting team for sure and a team to me to watch um all off season long because i think they're going to make a splash um so it'll be interesting to see let's move on to the raiders another interesting team in the afc west uh 
I kind of lumped the, the two quarterbacks together. I had Carr and Mariota. Yeah. You know, Carr is at 19.6 on the cap, zero, zero dead money. Mariota is 11.35 on the cap, um, minor dead money. Like, who are they keeping? What's going on? Where are they going? Like, I could see Carr. I could see, like, a Belichick going out and getting the David Carr and, and using him almost as a bridge to go to, to draft somebody and, and go find it. Go find it. Uh, Mariota maybe to Chicago to compete with Foles if they end up keeping him. Um, even Dallas, you think he's got any shot to go to, to Dallas? It, it, the Raiders are another one of those teams that, that haven't committed to Carr. They've just kind of been mole right now. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they end up choosing to do here. Paul, listen, I think he's still relatively cheap. Right? You mentioned the guy's 30 years old. He's got two years left. They owe him a little over $42 million over those two years. Jeez, man, if you can get a starting kid who can perform like a top 10, top 15 quarterback in this league for about 20 bucks a year, that's a good deal, right? Yeah. Um, I think he's actually come a little bit, you know, he's actually progressed, I think, under Gruden. I've actually been impressed with that kid, how much he's performed, how much he's impressed over the last couple of years. And that's without a legitimate wide receiver one. You know, yeah. they, they go out last year, they go and they reach, they grab rugs as the first wide out in that draft. And boy, you're looking back now and you're like, fuck, what would Jordan Jefferson look on that team? What would a couple of these other kids look on that team from last year's yeah. wide receiving corp, right? From that draft. They need a guy to take a step. If, I think, honestly, I'm not fully sure they don't, you know, hang around with him for another couple of years because I think Derek Carr with a legit wide receiver one, when you have, or, you know, I guess you already got a guy like Waller who's effectively a wide receiver one. But go and get him another big boy target that can stretch the field. And maybe it is Ruggs, although he's not a big kid, but he can stretch the field. If you can get a guy, I think, to open things up a little bit for him, there's no reason why I don't think that guy can't be a top 10 quarterback. And the guy had like, what, 67% you know, percent completion, over 4,000 yards. Left. You know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure they move off Carr. I think, I think Mariota's, I think he's gone, to be honest with you. I, I just don't see where he fits there as a backup. Um, I actually think that that's an intriguing, you know, you look at like a Ryan Tannehill type situation, right? A kid yep. comes in, high pedigree, right? Didn't work out where he was, but he's athletic as hell. And maybe someone gives him a shot, you know, see if he, you know, if you can get him some decent protection. You know, he'd be a low-cost option, was he? Like one year at ten and a half bucks. That's pretty good. You take a flyer on a kid like that, see how he turns out. I, I, I'm with you on, on Bears, maybe even like New England. Yep. Maybe even like Washington taking a shot on a kid like that, bring him in and see how he turns out, you know? Yep. Yeah, so let's leave. Let's let's circle around with Washington when we come back to them a little later here. But um, one last point on on Las Vegas is got to move on to some. Got to cut some of those offensive linemen. Uh, you know, you're adding it up the total. They're over fifty million invested in that old line. And yeah. I know you want to invest in the old line and protect Carr, but fifty million dollars is a lot. You can invest, like you said, that that money elsewhere and maybe help Carr out in another way where he can get rid of the ball a little quicker instead of having to stand back there and wait three seconds for these subpar wide receivers to get open, right? Like, think about a guy like Kenny Galladay or Allen Robinson. If they ever do happen to make it this year on the free agent wire, if they end up in Vegas, watch out, man. There's a team that I think if David Carr is there, or sorry, David Carr, Derek Carr, if he's there, you know, at the end of the day, I always go back and look at where do you sit in terms of your hierarchy in your division. If Carr's there, you could arguably make a case for him being the second-best quarterback in that in that division with Herbert kind of being right there as well, too. I got to see it. I got to see it more from Herbert. Well, you know, one yeah. season is maybe not enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, sure. so you can do it for, you know, greater than just like, you know, a 14 game sample size. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. Yeah. And that's a great segue to Herbert. Um, not really much to talk about there in Los Angeles. He's going to be with that performance, offensive rookie of the year. He's the entrenched starter now for 
got to be, he's earned himself at least three years now to kind of earn that next contract, right? 100%, man. I think, who would have thought, like, I, I don't know, I wasn't a huge believer. I think you saw him in Oregon, you're kind of like, yeah, you know, good arm talent, big body, big frame. Um, but they weren't really running you know, a real pro-style offense out that way. And then you said to yourself last year, you know, what were the odds on him being the best quarterback out of that crop? After yeah, it's crazy. Year? No one thought that. Well, clearly they didn't because Tua and, and Joe Burrow went ahead of him, right? But yep. the kid lit it up. I think he kind of knew he had it in that first game against Casey. Guy came in cold off the bench after Tyrod punctures his lung. Guy comes yeah. in and, like, he hangs with him, man. He was right yep. there hanging. Now, Hunter Henry's maybe going to go. Yep, he I had that shirt. on my notes as well. Yep. You know, that's he was a big part of that offense, right? Nice safety valve between him and Keenan Allen. You know, like, how's it going to look? I think they got to keep building around the kid. They'll keep building around him and see how things turn out for sure, right? Yep. Yeah, they definitely found something, though. So so let's flip back to um, our original schedule, the way we originally had it set it up after today's uh, to today's breaking news. And, and yeah. what I think is, is probably the most intriguing um, division from a quarterback perspective in the quarterback carousel, and that's the AFC South. Um, got three interesting situations. Obviously, one with the Titans is kind of locked up, but um, – three interesting situations let's start with today's trade uh Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts uh now under contract with the Colts big trade um gets a second I believe a second round pick and then a or sorry a third round pick in this year's draft and then a conditional second next year's draft yeah uh, that can become a first yeah and, and a pretty high likelihood of it becoming a first right I think there's yeah. like he basically has to get 75 percent of the snaps or 70 plus they make the playoffs like if he's their guy, like, first of all, who the heck's their second guy? They have no one now. Brissett's gone, you know. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Phil Rivers and his 10 kids, he's out there coaching high school ball in <laughs> Alabama, right? Yeah. So, listen, at the end of the day, man, I, I – know um, you don't like that move. I, I'm just responding to uh, uh, Aaron Taylor. I know I, you don't like the move, Aaron. Shout out to Aaron and the Colts. I don't know, man. Like, what did you give up, though? I guess you got to eat that contract, but you can get off it in a couple of years if it doesn't yep. work out that well for you, right? I'm I'm big on the whole like synergy between starting quarterback and, and the uh, head coach, right? Like I think the whole Frank Wright connection with Philly, get him out of Philly. The kid, you know, listen, man, small town school, North Dakota State, North North Dakota State. My apology, get him out of Philly. It's a fucking he just can't. He couldn't handle the heat. Couldn't handle that media. Couldn't handle yep. the pressure. Get him in Indy, or let's be honest, no one gives a fuck in Indy. No one cares. Yep. No one cares. You're, you know, it's 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 a basketball state, man. It's a basketball town. No one gives a fuck about, about football. Yeah. So he's going to go there, and he's going to light it up. And I think he's got that great old line now. Like, Aaron Taylor's bringing it up. He's spot on. Like, that old line's top 10 old line in the league, 100%. You got some nice weapons on O. You got a nice running back. You got, a you know, a couple kids out wide, Pittman Jr. and whatnot. I think they're going to they're, they're gonna now be in the conversation for their top four seed in the AFC, they're, they're a top 10 team in the league now with this addition, in my personal opinion. I think it's going to end up working out well for them. Yeah, what, one of the things you saw in Philly was just a, the breakdown of the offensive line, right? Like, it it, it, uh, it just fell apart on him, right? And he, he started to get the happy feet. He started to, you know, just lose his confidence. Shout out to Mike Ruflo hopping on there. Hi, Mikey. How are you, buddy? Um, yeah, and it fell apart on him. So, I think Coming back to Frank Wright and that offensive line, it's the best offensive line in football or at worst, the top three offensive line in football. He's going to have time. Okay, does he have good weapons? No, but they've got room to add weapons. They can draft more. They've got a great running back in Jonathan Taylor. We saw that. That kid can pound the rock. Yeah. And it's classic Frank Wright football. Like, you know, everybody talks about the Bills and the KU gun back in the day, but 
It was Thermos, man. It was Thurman yeah. running the ball 24, 30 times. And Frank Wright has never lost that philosophy. It's going to be pounding the rock, play action off of it, get creative off of it. I, I agree with you, man. I think Wentz has got a chance to, to re-salvage this and get back on the tracks. Yeah, 100%. I think this is going to look – and it's, you know, aside from the salary you're taking on, it's a low, it's a low risk trade. Yeah. You know, for a kid who could end up being like, you know, a, back to his MVP form from a couple of years ago, if things work out, you know, you've given up a second and, and a first. That's – look, look at like the Rams gave up for Stafford. You know, like yeah. there you go. Now, again, I know there's other things in play there, but like, you know, that's – for a kid who's still, what, he's well, – how old is he? Like, he's like maybe like late 20s, 27, yep. 28 27, years old. 27, I would say off the top of my head, yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I think it's going to work out well for him. I really do. Any any chance uh, the Jaguars don't draft Trevor Lawrence in that that Honestly, uh, the first man. overall pick? You know, lot, no. I'd love to see Urban do something crazy and call up fucking Houston and make a big trade. You know, we're going to give you number one overall and something else uh, for Deshaun and bring a kid in there. But I think Urban wants to build this thing up. He wants to put his stamp on it, bring his guy in. And also, too, when you bring in Lawrence, you give yourself a longer window to turn things around, right? Yeah. You bring in a strong Watson, all of a sudden, now people are going to be like, okay, well, you know what? you got a nice running back. you got a couple pieces out wide. Maybe you can start, you know, I'm not saying you're competing for the division, but maybe you're looking at a 500 season next year. And I'm yeah. like, I don't think he wants to do that. I think he wants to take his time, build it his way. And I don't know. The whole thing with Trevor Lawrence, like, I'm not – it's hard, man. You know, with these, these college kids and, like, you know, that Clemson team and, and you know, at the in the ACC and who they're playing up against, like – is he good? Yeah, he's probably really good. You know, is he going to be the best out of this draft class? Who knows, man? I don't know. Like, I'm not fully convinced on that. I'm not I'm really not fully convinced on it. Especially not, let's be honest, especially not going to a dumpster fire like Jacksonville. When was the last thing something good came out of Jacksonville? You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's I just, they're fucking haunted, right? So, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking that at this point now, I think they're going to go because you just, you can't take that risk. You just can't take that risk of being too cute and fucking it up. So, you're just going to yeah, go. Exactly. You're going to take them, right? So, but. I don't know. The chips are definitely there to blow things up. They want to make a big splash. I just don't know if he has the balls for it, though, to be honest with you. So, What's uh, what's happening in Houston with the Texans here? The, the, Deshaun Watson, is he going? Is he? I don't think he's going. I don't think he's going. You know why? I think they're going to they're gonna do everything in their power to keep him. They're going to go get – Cooks is gone. They're going to save a bunch of money on Cooks. Yeah. Johnson's yeah. gone. Yeah. Frees up a quick $20 million right there. Um and I think they go after like a Kenny Galladay, somebody that can get down the field like D Hop. Go get me a guy that can jump in the air, I can throw the ball to, and get that similar connection. Not a Godwin. Like an, I think the guy, the two guys that come to mind for me, if you're trying to keep Watson and you're going to try to impress him, would be Gall off the free agent wire. Yeah. Without drafting, and I know that the draft sounds like it's pretty deep at wide receiver, but I'm going to get Galladay or I'm going to get Allen Robinson, which to me is the yeah. most upgraded receiver in NFL football right now. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. I'm, I'm, you know, let's go through, you know, we can go ahead about Allen Robinson in terms of who that guy's had throwing the ball for the last couple of years, right? That's right. Absolutely no one. Absolutely yeah. no one. You're in Jacksonville with a bunch of you know, misfit toys and you go to Chicago where, you know, same thing, you know, a bunch of nobodies out there. So I, I think he's going to stay. I just feel like no one's going to be able to ante up what it's going to take to bring him in. Now, I'll be honest with you. You know, if you want to talk about dream scenario and listen, this is as a Bills fan who I'd hate to see it, but I like, I like the idea of Miami being relevant again and having a legitimate quarterback, you know, for the first time since Dan Marino. And they got the draft capital to make that happen, man. For yep. sure they do. Right. Yep. And if you want to talk about turning things up on its head, you know, if, if I'm Miami, 
I say, fuck this with Tua. We can get into this a little bit later, but I go make a call and see if I can swing a deal. Or if I'm San Fran, same thing. I give him a call and I see if I can make a deal. Because he walks in either one of those two teams, and again, you're a top, you're a top seven favorite for the yeah. Super Bowl. No doubt. The four, the four teams I, I had written down, I had Carolina, Denver, Miami, New England. Okay, so how about this Carolina trade? Everyone keeps talking about it. Yeah, with McCaffrey, the first round picks and McCaffrey? Yeah. I don't know, man. If I'm Houston, I take that call. Why wouldn't you? Because you bring McCaffrey in. The guy, listen, you know, for what it's worth, I know he's got that fat contract and no one likes paying up for running backs, but kid's pretty dynamic, right? Yep. And, you know, you're banking on your scouts to hit on a couple of those first, right? And, you know, Carolina, you know, they have pieces elsewhere. They, they have holes. They're not, they're not a quarterback away from being relevant. I think those other two teams, Miami and San Fran, they're a hell of a lot closer to being where they need to be with the addition yeah. of, of a guy like that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Broncos as well, too. Uh, you know, I think the Bears are probably going to make a call as well on them. I'm just not sure they can make it work either, right? That's the yeah. problem. There's only so many guys who can make that work. I think, you know, the one I think for sure would be Miami. They, they, even this year alone with the draft cap they have, you know, here's your third back. You know, here's your first overall back or the, the third overall pick, your first. And I think they, what do they have as well, too? They have their first, right? And they have yeah. a whole bunch of other picks in the second and third rounds as well, too, right? Like, I think, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I think he stays, though. I think he stays. I think they find a way to merit to, you know, to, you know, get him back in uh, in their good books, and they, and they try and find a way to hold on to him, for sure. So. And then the last team that's not, you know, not exciting on the QB carousel, and that's Tennessee. Uh, Tannehill, Henry, they're married uh, together under their contracts. He Tannehill's the starter there for the next two years with those cap figures in that number they're happy they made the playoffs the last two years in a row for a small market team in Nashville. Yeah. I just, I, just, I don't see any calls coming in for Tannehill. I don't see them trying to move off Tannehill. No. Um, he's made them relevant again. I, I'm with you on that one too. I had to hear that. I think they're going to stick with him. I think at the end of the day, it's, you don't need to have, you know, game breaking play from your quarterback to succeed with that formula in, in Tennessee, right? It's run the ball, get him in the trenches, a couple, you know, opportunistic plays on D and, you know, they just need him to, like, I'm not saying be a game manager, but just, you know, be efficient with the ball. Yeah. You know, use his athleticism when he can try and scramble a little bit. You know, it's amazing, this whole Adam Gase thing. And we're going to get to the to the, to the the Jets in a bit with Darnold, but I can't help but thinking that this is going to repeat itself all over again, right? That, like, you know, Darnold's going to end up finding a home somewhere else, and he's going to get away from Adam Gase and, and, and find a system that can take better care of him and put him in a you know, position to succeed, and he's going to end up being reborn as well too, right? So... But, uh, you know, losing John Smith is going to hurt. If they lose him in free agency, that's going to yeah. be hurt, as a, you know, especially as a red zone target, right? Yeah. And some of that efficiency in the red zone. But um, I think at the end of the day, man, it's, you know, like you said, they're married. They're, he's going to be there at least for a couple more years for sure. For yeah, sure. No doubt. So let's flip over now uh, to the AFC North. Um, some interesting news on in the last couple of days. Uh, we'll start in Steeltown. Um, top five um, sports city in North America, folks. If you've had, never had the opportunity to go, Pittsburgh's a great, great city. Great spot. Great Absolutely spot. phenomenal. Uh, Big Ben, $41 million cap hit. Um, they Kevin Colbert did not commit to him at all. Uh, I love his line. His uh, line was this. Yeah, Big Ben's on our current roster. Yeah, thanks, pal. He's on. He's currently, <laughs> he's currently on our squad. What else do you think? You know, like, what about tomorrow? Is he on your squad tomorrow? Yeah. As of right now, he's on our squad. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I, so, I, so, obviously, like, what are the options here? The option one is to, to renegotiate. Yeah. Um, give him a big signing bonus, send him off one more year, and bye-bye, Big Ben, you retire with Pittsburgh. Yeah. 
Option two would be to add another year, which is probably not going to – Pittsburgh's not going to want to do that. Um, and then, you know, divide that by two and, and try to get that cap figure down to give you some room. Not going to happen. The other option would be, what, to trade them? But that's a pretty – Who's going to eat that, stupid. right? And I haven't even looked at what the dead cap would be. If they, I don't even know what it would look like. If there's yeah. Any, you know, and who, and who, who's going to spend $41 million on, no. you know thir- – I know, and, and hey – the quarterbacks now, you like you look at them, 38 years old, 40 years old. Brady wins again, 43 or 42 or whatever. Like you know, they they are lasting longer. But this is yeah. a guy that that treated his body like a dumpster fire. I not was only, say, not I only was off say. the field, but on the field. Like when he was younger, like that guy took more hits than anybody. Like Big Ben is like 36, 37, going on 50. Yeah. Yeah, right. a, lot of miles, a lot of miles on those tires there. I think, I think given where they're up, like I think you know, well, they're coming into this season already about thirty bucks over the cap, right? They're about thirty million over the cap just coming into it, notwithstanding any kind of movement they have to take into consideration here. I I just don't see it, man. And I th- I hate to say it, I think you'd rather be one year too soon than one year too late with Big Ben yep. because you look around you and your other three teams in your division have all used high draft cap. They've all used first round picks on quarterbacks. So they're already a couple of years ahead of you in terms of turning things around, right? And Pittsburgh's a proud franchise, man. They're not in it just to, like, you know, finish second in the division, make the wild card, and get bounced in the first round. Like, that's a, a championship-caliber franchise. They want to win championships, right? I just – I'm not fully convinced that it's it's working out anymore here. And, and listen, even last year, his, his play wasn't great. You know, he had a lot of dink and dunks and a lot of – I don't yep. think he trusted his arm strength, right? So – I don't know, man. I, I think – and Mason Rudolph isn't the answer. I'm not sure who the answer is. I actually think that Pittsburgh is one of these teams to look out for to take a risk on, like, a a low-cost roll of the dice. See if you can bring – like, look like what they did with Dwayne Haskins. Bring a guy in here, right, who may have some upside, some former first-round or second-round pedigree. Put him into our, into our you know, into our system with some of our, our weapons around him. Because I guess, what, isn't Juju a free agent this year too? Yeah. Who knows who he comes back to, right? So – you know, the thing with Mason Rudolph, like I, I was talking with a guy today at work about it. If that guy's going to go down as being like, what's he being known for? The fact that he got smoked in the head with his own helmet. And I think what he's dating Jeannie Bouchard now, right? That's like his yeah. two highlights you can point to is like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's a fucking nobody. He's just, yeah. he's, he's going to be one of these guys who's going to float around and be a career backup. So he's not the guy. So I think I could see them doing some type of a sneaky upside move and this, you know, swinging for the fence on like, you know, someone that's relatively cheap with some high upside. So I had a question for you because I kind of popped in my mind when I was looking at Big Ben and I'm trying to say, you know, what can happen here in Pittsburgh? Any chance, because you know he, he he's willing to take a risk, he loves the big name and he would love this guy on his team, I believe. Any chance that he makes it to Dallas with Jerry? Like if they don't get Dak back or they don't franchise him, it's not going to happen. Like I could just – could you not see – Big bed playing there? Sure, I could. I, I, I think I think that's the thing. I, I, we can get to the Cowboys in a bit. I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to lock him up on a long-term deal. And I think what you're going to end up seeing with Dak is some type of a franchise tag and trade where they go and they find someone else. Like, we can get to it in a bit. I don't want to spoil it now. But I actually, I actually think they could maybe make even a bigger splash and forget okay. him, okay. but even go out for another guy, another one of these big top 10, top 12 type QBs and a, and a sign and trade. The reality is there's so much offensive talent there in Dallas. I, Man, and with that old line, I know it's not what it used to be, but, you know, they still have some some pieces on that line. I'd love to see him. I think either he retires as a Steeler or I don't think he goes anywhere else. I think he's just too proud. I can't see Big Ben packing his bags and going somewhere else. I think it's one of these guys, and I kind of I kind of like that. Like, I don't like these guys yeah. that, 
hanging you know, on. Hanging on. Forget hanging on, right? Like, you know, and now he lost his center to a pounce he's gone to. Like, yep. it's just, it's maybe time now, right? Like, man, I remember, you know, I remember being in, in, in Puerto Vallarta for Hope's wedding, and we're talking about Big Ben. That was 2007, yeah. for God's sake. This guy's been around for fucking ever, right? He's been around like, forever, right? I think, you know, you go out on top. And he's not the last top. one of that draft class, is he not? He has to be. I yeah. think he is now, officially, yeah, right? He's so, the last one kicking around, yeah. After Philip retired, right? So, yeah, I think you just got to – you got to move on here and just acknowledge the fact that it's not going to work out and let the guy go with some dignity or you bring him back on a real cheap contract. Like you have him restructured down to like next to nothing and load up with incentives and see if he wants to come back for that. Right. So, yeah. 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 Um, Lamar, how much are you going to pay him? Cause he's not going anywhere in Baltimore. They've, they've connected to him, man. I kind of had a comp of around uh, of Tannehill Garoppolo type of deal, like 28 to 32 million. I just, I just can't see Baltimore giving them the forty million that the the Russell Wilson, the, the Dak Prescott, the the Mahomes, the Josh Allen type of money. I, I just can't see it happen. I think they're going to try to extend them out at a at a mid range deal, and I think that's why they talked about, you know, we're okay running the ball because we know that if we don't run the ball, we're going to have to pay our quarterback, and we know that our quarterback's not worth that money. I was actually going to ask if they even extend them altogether. Like I, I hate to say it, man. I'm not saying you look to move on from this kid, but if you think the league's starting to figure him out, and his arm talent's just not there, man. Like, you know, we saw it in that playoff game against Buffalo. Now, again, they don't have a ton of weapons in the passing game that like you got Andrews. I actually think that if you're going to commit to this kid, then you better go out and get him a legitimate wide receiver, a big-bodied, big boy to go up and get some of those contested balls, someone yeah. who can stretch the field. None of this Hollywood Brown shit, Willie Sneed, and these, like, odd lot, you know, ins and outs. You know, Mark Andrews is a nice piece over the middle. But I mean, like, if you're going to commit to this kid, you got to go get him a real target. Otherwise, yeah. like, with what they had there, their offense is so limited. It really was. It really looked like once the league figured it out, you know, I personally would have a hard time extending this kid because I think he's going to look at you and say, what are you talking about, 28, 30 bucks? Josh Allen just, just signed up for 35, 40 a year. Uh, who knows what Baker's going to get? You know, yeah. like, he's going to look at the other guys in that 2018 draft class and he's going to say, how many MVPs those guys won? I'm the only one who has an MVP in my, in my trophy case. Pay me for it, right? Like, yeah. I think I – don't be surprised if they get into a similar, like, kind of a DAC-type standoff where they just keep franchising them and franchising them and franchising them and actually are reluctant to ever fully commit long-term at what he thinks he's worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then eventually they just, it's a breaking point where it doesn't breaking work there anymore. Yeah. 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 So we had a couple uh, – we got counted out. Tyler from Counted Out 7 on Pittsburgh's got some great cabs. Yes, they do. We've been in a few cabs in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and, he, and he says uh, – Oh, God. Joel Bur if Joel Burrow misses another training camp, uh, do you think it'll hurt him? My answer right off the top, and it's a great great timing on the question, Tyler, because uh, we're in that AFC North division, and I was going to move on to, to Joel Burrow. Um, no. The reason being is continuity. He's going to have the same system. Zach Taylor's back as the head coach. Yeah. He knows the offensive system. Okay. Um, AJ Green might be out the door. A couple of the weapons might change. But, it, like, so many teams this year showed that, that they can move on without these OTAs. And, and, yeah, it may cost you a week or two, but I don't think anything's going to happen. I think Burrow's going to come back, and he's going to be the real deal he was uh, this season as well. Yeah, listen, you know, I think – I think they found something with T. Higgins last year in the second round. That kid's yeah. legit. Yeah. And I'm really curious to see what they do at number five this year. Do you go and you get that, you know, that nice left tackle out of Oregon, Penny Sewell, and you put him on the left-hand side, sure up that old line? Or do you go, and this is what, personally, I love to see him do this, go get Javar Chase. Go, go get his boy, 
from LSU. His like number yep. one wide receiver. They won the national love championship. Yep. Go get his. Go get his. Like those guys were like that was the best you know quarterback wide receiver connection college ball that year. They were lighting up everyone in the SEC that year. And that yep. kid sat out last year. He's totally fresh, ready to go. He's coming literally off the couch out of the training room onto the NFL, you know, onto the NFL training ground. I think I'd love to see that, man. Just go load up. Go load up, you know, with weapons because you're going to have to keep loading up with weapons. I actually think, man, I, I, have, a, I have a feeling that, that guy's going to end up being in two years. In two years, he's the best quarterback in that division. And I think the Bengals are back on top in two years. I, really think I love it. I, I heard think it so, here man. first. Ginger Dutch Instagram Live. Ah, there we go. Shane Quinlan's on. Shout out to Shane. Thanks for coming on. Um, now we got a we got a double up here. We can we can lump it together here, and I'll uh, got the little uh, JA seventeen in the background there for you, old boy. Um, Baker Mayfield, you giving yeah. him the fifth? You giving you giving him the fifth year option? And Josh Allen, how fast does he get locked up, or do you think they go the whole season here with year four? These guys are kind of lumped together, same draft. Yeah, uh, Allen's kind of taking a step ahead of Baker. Stefanski comes in in, in Cleveland and runs a, a system that protects the quarterback more than he's ever been protected. Um, number one running game in the NFL. Baker looks good. Not great, but looks good. Looks solid. Um, they win a playoff game. Go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. Everything's looking all fine and dandy. Suitors for Watt, potentially. But you keep hearing it out of Cleveland that they're not fully committed yet here. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's pounding the table for this kid. Um, like here in Buffalo with, with Josh, um, are you giving Baker the, the fifth year option or are you letting him play here? Or what do you, what, if you're, if you're the, the general manager there, what was the, uh, who was the guy that came over? It was all the analytics there with, uh, yeah, the kid out came of over from Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Podesta? No, was it yeah, Podesta? yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. you got it. Uh, Are you locking Baker up? I had the same thing here. <laughs> My exact comment was, interesting to see what the second contract looks like. Because they made a big step in the third year. Like you said, won a playoff game. Uh, you know, why are we even talking about Josh and Baker? Because both teams did the right thing, right? They both came in and surrounded both these kids with talent on both sides of the ball, right? You know, and especially, you know, they built up the O-line in Cleveland. I think – I actually think that he's got more weapons than what Josh has, to be honest with you. Yeah. I really do think he does. So, I think the reason why I think Josh is probably going to end up getting it first is because, you know, management, the franchise, you name it, the whole community is just bought into this kid a lot more, you right? And I think when you look at upside and ceiling, it's just there's way more upside and ceiling with a kid like Josh Allen than there is with a kid like Baker Mayfield. I think Baker's, he's accurate. I'm not saying he's a game manager. I just have a, hard, a really hard time saying at the end of the day, is he in the same conversation as, like, are we ever going to be sitting here having conversations about Baker Mayfield winning an MVP? I don't know, man. Because no. he's not even the focal point of that offense. It's Nick Chubb no. and Kareem Hunt, right? Yeah. They run the ball first there, especially now with Stefanski. So I just, I have a hard time paying a guy. If I can't, I'm not sitting down at the end of the year ever saying, are you ever going to be a top three in the MVP voting? And I just don't think that kid's going to be there, man. So yeah. I think. I think you know? I think what I what I saw with with watching a fair amount of Cleveland uh, games this year. Shout out to uh, Jeff Kowalski; he was on with us earlier here. Um, is the fact that when you watch when you watch Josh in that offense, he is seventy percent plus of that offense. From he's he's everything in that offense. He's everything. He he, he drops back. They spread the field. He he pre reads the snap. He does all that stuff. And with Baker, if he if that running game's not going. 
and and he's reliant on a drop back passing game. He's toast. Look out, man. Look yeah. out. He, he struggles. He struggles as compared with Josh. Teams came out and they knew Buffalo was throwing the ball, and Buffalo, twenty times straight, seventeen times straight. Yeah. You know, and I had I, all season. I had tons of people, and me, even me and you talked about when are they going to get the running game going? When are they get? It's just not who they are. Yeah, they're going to throw the football, and and they've got full trust in them. And I just don't see that with Baker. And I, I it'd be interesting to see what happens here in Cleveland. I I wouldn't be surprised if they take a little bit of a step back this year. I don't know. I'm just, you know, they got a couple breaks last year and just the way things kind of played out. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not fully convinced. I think they got a lot of nice pieces there, but um, I'm just not sure yet. I think they're yep. about the season play out here before they commit to them, I think. I really do. Tough, uh, and I, tough I also, schedule in Cleveland, too. Yeah. Yeah. Tough I haven't schedule given, coming up. Yeah. I haven't given it a good look here, but I think on the Buffalo side, the real, you know, now it's going to come down. This is more of a phil- It's not so much QB specific. It's more kind of philosophical big picture. There is. You know, we talked about it, but what's that roster going to look like now when you're paying a kid now, not on a rookie contract, you're paying them 30 to 40 bucks a year, you know? Bean's going to have to be sharp in terms of, you know, plugging those holes to the draft and being creative again in free agency or whatnot, right? I'm more interested to see who they bring in as backup because I'm not fully convinced that Barkley comes back. Um, what about Fitzy? Would you bring Fitzy uh, back? I would. Come on now. I would, of course, bring Fitzy back. I would love it. I would love it. And you know what? I, at first, when I heard the idea, I was like, I don't know the fans and this and that, but I don't think so. I think he would, I think he would, he would know how to handle it. Um, he would know what to do. And I think it would be fine. Speaking of Fitzy, let's, uh, let's move on to Fitzy's old partner in the Miami Dolphins. They hold the, uh, the third and the, what else do they hold? The 18th overall pick yeah. in this year's draft. They got tons yeah. of capital. Um, they are, they pounded the table for two up. And said that Tua is going to be their guy. Uh, perfect timing, Max Denton. Uh, you're just coming on on the right time. Max Denton's a big Dolphins fan. Uh-oh. Chirps us at the golf course. Um, I think. I think they're gonna. I think they are going to build around Tua, and I think they're going to go out and get some weapons. I think with that 18th overall pick, you're going to see, um, a, definitely see a receiver. They've got Gasecki. Uh, Parker should be back, I believe. I think they're. I think they're going to go with the Buffalo approach. I've seen. I think they've seen Buffalo's ate their lunch the last four years. Sure, like, absolutely. I think it's seven and one. They've absolutely taken them around the corner and just given them the full beat down. Yeah, and Josh uh, should let them up every game too. Like every game. stats, you know how many how many AFC Player of the Weeks do you have against Miami? I think he's got at least two or three. Yeah, so I, I think they they copy that Buffalo approach, and I think they build around Tua and. See where it goes. Am I convinced on Tua? Not, not even close. But we'll see. So what do they do at three then? I, if, you, I, if you're not sure of the kid, you, you can you can get one of these top QBs obviously at three. So what do you do at three? You grab a wideout for him. Well, you grab that. You grab that tackle for him. Like what do you do at three? Yeah, I think Jamar Chase is going to be an option there. I think, I think you 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 might as you could try the offensive line. Um. You, you know what you know what scared me about him last year, man, is we looked at him and I, and I left last year saying he was okay. He was maybe somewhat solid as a rookie QB. I think what worried me the most about that kid, man, is that he looked really conservative at times. He looked yeah. kind of gun shy. You're looking at his yards per attempt, barely over six yards. You know, you know, I went back and I looked at the 2018 Alabama National Championship squad. That was the one with uh, who was it? Um, 
I think it was Devonta Smith in overtime yeah, yeah. against Georgia. Remember the one, the big bomb that he won? And you look at that team and who they had in terms of offensive skill players on that team, right? Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, Damian Harris at running back. Herb Smith Jr. at tight end. Listen yeah. to this wide receiver core. Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddle. How many first-round <laughs> picks on that fucking offense? Yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. So my concern here is, is this kid, like, when I'm talking top 10 franchise quarterback, I need you to take a bunch of guys who are a bunch of misfit toys and from time to time grab them by the scruff and elevate their game. And yep. I just don't know if I saw that last year from a man because he was missing that top-tier offensive talent. There's no disputing that, right? Like, there isn't arguably anyone on that offensive side of the ball for Miami that you could ever say that guy's going to be a pro bowler one day. Maybe yep. Gusecki in, like, an odd shot year if he lights things up. But everyone else is they're replaceable. So my concern there is, well, there's smoke, there's fire. You know, I'm sure. And even the way they handled it with Fitzy, where they kept bringing him out. Like, the whole thing with Pope Flores, we were talking yep. about that. Like, you know, what does that do for his psyche and his development? If every time there's any kind of, like, you know, pushback or he struggles, oh, we're going to pull you for this guy who we have more confidence in to come in and take a shot and, and, and move things down the field. Yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not sold on the kid, man. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a big splash. And I don't know. I don't know. I think the, the problem is any of the QBs at 18 aren't going to be worth it. So I think either they aren't convinced with this kid and you say, you know what, let's go out and let's get fields or let's go get that kid out of, uh, out of yep. BYU if he slips the third and yep. let's have to it out, man. Cause you're never going to draft. Like if you, if you think you're as good as you are and, and they, are, they have a good roster, you're never going to be here again. You're never going to be in the top three. So yes. go get a kid, throw him in the mix and let's see if you can hit on one of them because the roster around them is starting to get, you know, pretty damn good. So you got to hit on your quarterback role. It doesn't mean jack shit. So. Well, I, I'm, I'm, to me, if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I'm packaging three, I'm packaging 18, and I'm packaging a player or two and another pick in another upcoming draft, and I'm going after Deshaun Watson mm -hmm. because they are instant Super Bowl contenders with Deshaun Watson. At a, at a wide receiver, it's deep in the draft. You can pick somebody yeah. up in two. Preston Williams is serviceable. It, 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 there's tons and they've got tons of cap room so yeah it's, it's available it's the trade that everyone's begging to see happen which they, i don't think they have the stones to make it work but that's the one that i think you know as a if you're a neutral that's the one you'd want to see yeah for sure um sam darnold what an enigma in new york what what a, you know what they've got the second overall pick they've got the 23rd overall pick everybody's saying what are they going to do they're going to take a quarterback is there any chance that they draft a quarterback with two and Darnold just backs up at 9.6 million dollars on a rookie deal and he stays there or do you think he, like he just doesn't seem like the type of guy that would cause a bunch of commotion and like I, I just think he would just sit there and just wait for his opportunity um the following year I don't know. It's hard to say, man, because I'm actually, I'm super high on this kid. If you want to talk about like a low risk trade chip, if they want to move off that guy and pick up like, I bet you someone pays you a second for that kid, you know, like at that, you know, or, or some type of a, like a loaded incentive deal where it's like, I'll give you a second and a conditional pick if you resign him. Cause if you resign him, it means that he worked out and all of a sudden now you got yeah. your guy. Right. Yeah. So give me like, you know, uh, a third, like kind of similar to what the, what the Colts did. Give me a third and a conditional second. That could be a first. If this guy ends up being your, your future star, if you yeah. get him in the right system, because I look at that kid and like, you know, you see the, you know, as Bills fans, you see the Jets twice a year at least, and you're watching them a couple other times. Like, there's moments when this guy's under center where you're like, fuck, now I see why he was like, you know, yeah. you know, what, third overall a couple years back in that 18 draft, right? You see the pedigree, you see the athleticism, you see the arm talent. And I can't help but just think that, look at how they mismanaged this kid. Like, what a disaster. Disaster. 
Yeah. You know, he came into the league same time as Baker and, and Allen, everyone else in that in that draft. And you look at what they did around them. Like, who were his weapons? What was they finally just started rebuilding the O line last year? Like, yeah. it's just I can't help but think that like they're going to move off this kid and he's going to go somewhere else. And I don't think this is the last we're going to hear of this guy. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up turning things around and actually ends up being a legitimate. Like my dad's in here right now. I'd love to see him go to Washington. You want to talk about Washington putting their big boy pants on and bringing in a low risk move? Bring him to Washington because, you know, I love to see that. I know that'd be, like, that'd be a beautiful trade. They, they made that work. Give him a second and something else for him because that could easily work out well for you. Right? Well, it's perfect. Let's, let's, um, let's finish off the AFC here with, with the Patriots and then we'll flip right over to Washington. Yeah. Um, Patriots hold the 15th overall pick in this year's draft. I think they've got Stidham is still under contract. I believe Cam Newton's out the door. What, like it, it just we haven't heard anything out of New England since they've been eliminated. Like nothing, they haven't been. Yeah. They were they were somewhat involved on the fringe of Stafford, but not really. After the whole Stafford told them that that he wasn't going there. Yeah. Um. Didn't hear anything with Wentz. Haven't heard anything with New England and Watson. Like he, they're just. I know they're in a little bit of cap trouble, but like, what are they going to do at quarterback here? Other than going there to play with, you know, to be coached up by Bill Belichick. Why the hell would you want to go to New England? You got to constantly be, you know, unless you're someone like, like, let's be honest, Cam was desperate last year. He was looking for a contract and they're the only ones who gave him a deal. Yeah. Right. Like, why would you want to go there? They have no one on the offensive side, nothing. Edelman's past his prime. I wouldn't be surprised if he hangs him up this year as well, too. Like, they got nothing on offense. They've swung and missed multiple times on those first round picks, a wideout, you know, Nikhil Harry and these guys that just haven't panned out. Like, I think if I'm Belichick, you know, if Denver moves off of Locke and in whatever trade that happens there, Locke doesn't go back the other way, maybe you give them a call at that point and say, hey, we'll give you a second for Drew Locke and you bring him in and you see if it works out there. Like, what about a Jimmy G reunion? You know, like, what if San Fran looks to make, you know, get off of, of Jimmy G? Would you see Bill calling him up and saying, hey, listen, kid, you know, you know our system, you're 29 years old, still got a couple of years left. Now he's not cheap. He's like, you know, getting paid over 50 bucks for two years. Yeah. Um, but I think it's obvious the Niners probably want to try and upgrade that position. Would if you're Bill Belichick, would you try and you know throw a, a low ball offer to the Niners and see if you can bring Jimmy G back? Yeah, and and can you swing even a like a three way trade too, right? Like somebody goes to New England, San Fran ships Garoppolo yeah. to New England, and then you add and then San Fran gets their piece back in return, and you could you know if if both teams agree, you double up on the pick, so like a, like a Watson per se. San, San Fran gets Watson, and then San Fran sends Houston some picks. New England sends Houston some sure. picks. Double up. Garoppolo goes there. Houston's going to uh, be loaded up on draft picks. It's possible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I think, you know, depending upon how well – like, depending upon if the Jets can find their guy here and if, and if two ends up panning out, New England's going to be in the doghouse for a while, man. Things aren't getting better anytime soon. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets better, though, I really do think. And at 15th overall – what are you going to get? Maybe Mac Jones falls. See, I don't know if that kid's even that legit. I have a hard time with these Alabama quarterbacks because there's just so much talent around them. Yeah. Like, it's hard to really separate the kid from the system and say and all the talent there, right? So I don't know, man. I'm just not sold. Unless they want to move up and try and grab, you know, if someone falls, maybe that Trey Lance kid, I don't know, out of North Dakota yep. State, if he falls a bit and, again, high upside athlete comes in, he's a little bit raw, comes and works with Belichick for a bit. I don't know, man. And things aren't looking good for the Pats at all, though, right now. 
not at all. No, you're right. And it's, it's so hard. Is And that's the tough thing with college football is, is that, you know, throw an eight-yard slant and, the you know, the receiver takes it 50 yards on the yak, right? So Yeah, yeah. So let's switch over to your Washington. I, we got Alfie Pulius on there. Shout out to Alfie. Thanks for coming on. He's saying Taylor Inneke is the real deal. Skins don't need a new quarterback. I don't think the Skins – and I agree with him. I don't think the Skins are going to do anything. I, I think they're, they've got Alex Smith still under contract. Yeah. They just re-signed Hineke. I think I think I think they're comfortable with those two guys, and I think they're going to see where they can uh, how they can build around them. Listen, I'm high on this team, and I, I think you look at that Washington team and all the investments they made on the defensive side of the ball. The defense is rock solid. Chase Young's going to be another year older. Same with Montez Sweat and the whole like they got some great pieces up front, man. They're going to be there, and the re- the yep. reality is, Wentz has got dealt out of the division. Who's Jalen Hurts? You know, he's you know he's a he's a he's a prospect just as much as any of these other guys are, right? Like. Really, other than Dak, and who knows what Dak's even going to be here? You could you could turn around week one of the, of the of the NFL season, and there may not be a single established quarterback in the NFC East. It's it's quite possible, right? So, I'm high on this on this Washington team. I think they got some nice pieces with McLaurin and, and Gibson yep. on the offensive side. Um, I think Alex Smith was a really nice story last year, but that guy's scheduled to be making about eighteen and a half bucks in 2021. And if they cut this guy, they're able to save almost $14 million on the cap. I don't know if I bring him back, man. It's because, you know, what was he averaging? Under 200 yards a game? You know, like, he just, you know, six yards an attempt. Like, he just – I'd give this handicap kid a shot, man. You know, if you look at that Tampa Bay Buck team in, in the playoffs last year, you know, they went up against him, Breeze, Rodgers, yeah. Mahomes. And that Mahomes. kid arguably torched them up the most. Yeah. Now, again, they didn't have any tape on the kid, and he was just kind of – a lot of it was just kind of out of the pocket, razzle-dazzle, just like scrambling around, but pretty athletic kid. And I know I think you, you give that kid a shot with a full camp, and, if he, man, it's a lottery ticket. If he hits, he hits. What are you paying him? I mean, four bucks a year yeah. for the next couple Well, years. and I think, I think maybe that's what – to me, that's what Washington's looking at, right? They're looking at the 18-and-a-half or 19, whatever whatever site you go to, yeah. uh, for Smith, and then what you got Hickey at uh, – you add those up together, divided by two. You, you, they're hoping that one of these. You know what you got in Smith, right? And I think yeah. that's where their thought is. Okay, we know what we got in Smith. If Hineke hits like you said, then we're then we're aces, and we're only still paying what twenty three, twenty four million yeah. for our starter between the two of them. But at least you've got Smith there as a thing. You let Smith go, and Hineke doesn't hit, then you're up shit's creek, right? Yeah, it, the, the thing with that franchise, though, is I can't help but think that if it wasn't for the fact that Snyder was there and they weren't such just like a total fucking dumpster fire at the top of the house, that a legitimate blue-chip quarterback would be willing to put his hand up and say, yeah, I'd take a trade to go to Washington to play with that yeah. defense. But no one wants to go there and be involved with Snyder and all that horse shit that happens behind the scenes, right? And, yeah. and have him in the locker room. Like, he's, like, he's basically a mini Jerry Jones. And not yeah. a lot of guys want to deal with that crap. But, you know, I think that that team... Man, if they had a legitimate top ten quarterback, like a Derek Carr type, not even like not even like a legitimate top ten guy, like a top fifteen borderline upper half of the league type guy, they they, they could be like two years away from being in an NFC championship game. Can, can you imagine Derek Carr going there? I, but that's the like state, that's a the pick. saint of the world, man. The guy he's like Rivers. He doesn't barely swear, doesn't drink, nothing. And then there's Danny Snyder. Doing all of his Danny Snyder things. Okay, let's get off of uh, the Washington football yeah, I know, team. Yeah, we're going down a dark hole there with Danny yeah, Snyder. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's take a turn back onto the track here. Um, where do you want to go? You want to go? Cow- let's let's finish this uh, division off quick here. Sure. We've got Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. 
Um, Jalen Hurts, you're hearing that 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 uh, they're not done uh, acquiring quarterbacks. It's not a not a guarantee that um, that Hurts is going to be the starter in Philly. Daniel Jones, uh, you know, you're going to ride with him for another year. And then now the big one, the Cowboys and Dak. Um, what do you think? I, well, so if they franchise him this year, it's about, what, $37.5 million bucks to franchise yeah. him this year. If you can't get a long-term deal with them, you got to franchise them and get them, get them the hell out of there. They do. Because okay? I think there's so much talent there. There's no need to be paying a guy $40 bucks a year given what you've invested in Zeke and what you've invested in the wide receiving core there. I think you don't have to be paying. Like, if you can get him onto a decent deal, maybe he takes a little bit of a discount given that injury last year, you can get him to like around 30 to $35 million a year for like four or five years. I think you do it. Yes. If he doesn't want to do that and he's looking for 40 bucks, you say, you're done, I franchise you, and then I'm going to trade you out of the division and move on. Because you know what they were with Dak. You know what they were? They were like a you know an eight nine ten win team with Dak. Like a lot of good fantasy numbers. A lot of it's system based. You know, it's they're still like the defense is still shit. They're not they're not going to be competing for anything anytime yeah, soon. That's, you know, that's the hardest part because the division's there for the taking. Like it, it, the Eagles are a mess. The Giants are still rebuilding. You, you, like you said, your only real challenge every year is going to be that that Washington defense until they get their quarterback situation yeah. figured out, right? So it's so hard because if you can lock up Dak and just get an average defense at best, then you've got something there in Dallas. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to, interesting to see. Eagles are a stone cold mess. Uh, Daniel Jones, let's finish off with Daniel Jones. What do you, what are you thinking? Um, is he, is he earned the right to uh, play you know, another year here? Or? I think he has. I think, you know what? It's a similar argument to what we've been having so far with like the lock and the tours of the world. They're young, they're cheap, there's upside. Give me a full year with that kid and Saquon Barkley in the same backfield. And they are, I think they're at like a number 11 on the draft board this year. Yeah, 11th overall. Yeah. One of those Bama wideouts drops, get him a legitimate wide receiver one. Get him like a waddle. I know he's banged up, but if he's fully healthy come week one, like give me like, you know, give me someone like Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle, someone like that, and match him up with a full year with Saquon Barkley. And that defense, which, you know, had some games last year where they were playing pretty well. I think I think you got to give this kid a shot because he's athletic, man. And I think, you know, often, you know, he's getting himself into trouble making poor decisions with the ball because they had no run game. And he really didn't have anyone to go to in terms of the passing game. Like, who was his number one target? He had guys like Sterling Shepard and that uh, – who's that other kid they had there? Number 10, Slayton. Slayton, Darius Slayton, yeah. Darius Slayton. And those guys, they're guys, man. They're guys. Yeah. Give, me, give, me, give me, like, an alpha. Go give me, like, a Stephon Diggs, like – Go do it like the Bills. I hate to say it, with a lot of these teams across the entire NFL, giving the Bills model. Do exactly what the Bills do with Josh Allen. Everything. Seriously, go get him Go get him a bunch of weapons in the pass game. Go get him a decent line and get him some semblance of a run game and, and put a good OC behind him and, and away you go, right? So Yeah. you got yeah. you got to draft well, though, right? you got to draft well. That's the key. Yeah. What about yeah. a Godwin? You think, you think they could get a Godwin in there? It doesn't, I don't think Tampa's going to be able to keep all these guys. Yeah. Um, Antonio Brown. Yeah, I don't know about Brown. He, he's not, that's not who you need there in New York. You need a guy like I, yeah, Godwin would probably work, someone like that. Yeah. Give me someone like that. Either you go ahead and you get a guy at number 11, or you go ahead and you add to that through free agency. But I think the Giants, they, or, or they're going to give him one more year. Or both, right? Yeah, or both. And try yeah. and rebuild the whole thing, right? So, Well, talking about Godwin, um, 
let's move on to the NFC South, another interesting division. Um, lots of stuff to, to talk about here. Uh, Teddy Downing just joined. Perfect time. Everybody's coming on right as they're uh, – right as we're talking about their teams here. So not much to talk about in Tampa. Let's fire by them. Congratulations to all the true Bucks fans out there. Uh, Mike Dearlove included um, for the, uh, for the victory. Brady's the quarterback next year. When we're doing this again, uh, one year from now, we'll have a lot to talk about with the Bucks and who sure. the quarterback's going to be, but um, let's skip by the Bucks Cause we know Brady's going to be there. The saints uh, breeze is gone. Do they go with Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback in the NFL, no. or do they go get a Mitch Trubisky? Do they keep uh, Winston, uh, a Tyrod Taylor? Do they, uh, they're in cap jail. I, you know, you're looking at it today, and I, I know they don't have much to carry over. The um, on over the cap, they were 56 or uh, 58 million over the cap. Still got guys to cut. Stone cold mess. You think it's Hill's job to lose in, in uh, New Orleans? I think if Peyton was being honest, I think he'd probably hope that it could be Winston's job to lose. You can somehow bring this kid back on a relatively cheap deal, right? Like get him back in for like five bucks a year, like five to seven million a year kind of thing. Try and make the numbers work. I'm just not fully convinced that there's not going to be other multiple suitors for Winston out there. I think other guys are going to look at him and say, hey, you know what? We'll go ahead and we'll pay up now for the fact that you're sitting on Breeze's hip and with Sean Payton for, for a year now. Maybe you've kind of got some of those yips out of your game where you're not forcing things in there. Still yeah. got a, he still has a big arm. He's still a young kid. Or he's only 27 years old. I, I think they would like to bring him back. I'm just not sure they're going to be able to afford him to come back because there's going to be other guys out there asking about him. So I think they're screwed, man. I, I actually – I could see Winston heading to Chicago. I think – I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they ask about him. The Bears ask about him. It's funny yeah. you talk about Trubisky coming back the other way because if they can't get him back, it's going to be some you know ragtag bunch, man. It's going to be it's going to be a, a pretty big you know you know it's going to be a pretty big drop off what you're getting from Breeze for all those years, right? Yeah. So I don't know. It's going to be tough. For, it's going to be tough for there for a while for sure. Onto the onto the next team, a little bit of an ace in the hole that that I think nobody's talking about. That I think, and I know um, the owner. Arthur Blank has has uh, pounded the table for him, saying that Matt Ryan is the quarterback in Atlanta for another year. But with a new coach, new regime yeah. coming in, Arthur Smith coming down from from Nashville at forty one million dollars for Matt Ryan, and you're sitting on the fourth overall pick, and Justin Fields is staring you in the face. And as a big as a fish as Matt Ryan is, and uh, this is for Andrew Roswell. Hope you're still on the call here. I just don't see how that that if somebody if that phone starts ringing for Matt Ryan and Justin Fields or Trey Lance or or uh, Zach Wilson is staring you in the face at four, how you can't draft that quarterback and pick up that phone and make a move? Oh, they're definitely grabbing a quarterback at four. And I love, I hope it's Fields, you know, like local kid, good Georgia boy coming back home to the, you know, to play yep. in Atlanta. I love to see that just from like a storyline, right? Yeah. Um, not to mention the fact that he's like pretty fucking talented kid. And I think arguably like, listen, I think a lot of people are super high on Lawrence. You know, this kid's pretty legit too, man. You saw that in that national or in that semifinal game, right? Like he's got, he's, he's, he, I like his, you know, dual threat ability for sure. Right. So I think Matt Ryan's back for one more year. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's there just to kind of, you know, bring the young guy under his wing. And they're going to try. Maybe they find a way to see if they can get him to restructure that deal or something. And say, hey, listen, Matty, come back. 
and we'll find a way to take care of you after the fact or something like that. But basically we need you to come back and be a good, good be a good corporate citizen and, and then, and, and teach this kid up again for a year and, you know, and then we'll send you off on your way kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, kind of like the Washington scenario, right? Yeah. You get a kid on a, on a rookie thing and you're looking at it. Okay. Uh, five, six, seven, eight million. You got Maddie for one more year at 41. Yeah. And then you, and then you move on. Okay. I could, I could see it happening, but yeah. I still think they pick up that call. If somebody comes calling for a veteran quarterback, oh, they for feel sure. like they feel like they've got a chance to win. If they can, can uh, add somebody like Matt Ryan, uh, the Panthers, Teddy KJB, um, they lost Curtis Samuel, um, Bridgewater sitting at about $22 million. They are eighth overall in this year's draft. They've got seven picks in the first five rounds. They've, so they've got some capability to move up. They're kind of the only one um, that has that capability in the first kind of 10 um, that you think if they really like a kid at QB, they have that firepower to, to go and move up. Um, like you said, we talked about earlier here on the on the cast. They've got McCaffrey as a piece that they can dangle out there. What's Carolina going to do? They're going to they're going to fire all in on Deshaun Watson. They're going to move up in the draft to maybe let's say five, and and with the Bengals and swing a deal with the Bengals. Or if they feel Miami doesn't want one, maybe they can move up to three or two with the Jets if they really yeah. like Zach Wilson. I could see them being active. Like we, I think you and I have talked about it offline. Like that new owner they have, the David Tepper. Like guys, like this big shot hedge fund guy out of New York. <laughs> like these guys aren't patient, man. He's gonna want to be moving around. They, these guys like the trade. They like the action. Like it's a toy for him, right? So he's gonna treat it like a toy, but it's gonna be a calculated move, right? So I think KGB's not the answer. There's no way, other way around it. Like I don't know if Johnny Moe is even remotely around here right now, but like you saw in Minnesota, like. He's just a guy. He's, he's, you know, he's one of these guys that I think has managed to do well by, you know, high percentage throws and, you know, just kind of being serviceable, but not, not elite. He's just, he's a serviceable guy. He's a guy who's going to get you six to eight wins a year, but you know, you're not winning anything with, with KGB. So they're, they're going to move on. And I think if they don't make this trade for Deshaun Watson or for some other big fish heading into the draft, I don't think they sit at nine or at eight, whatever they're, they're drafting because you know, at that point there, you're probably looking at a kid like Trey Lance. And I just, you know, these D2 kids, man, he's a high upside. He's not a guy who's going to come in and be impactful in the first couple of years. And then you got a guy like CMC who's not getting any younger. And then, you know, there's that mismatch between your best running back and this, the, you know, developmental quarterback. That's where, you know, it's too bad they can't swing that trade without having to involve him because how great would it be to see Watson and McCaffrey, same team, like how fucking dynamic would that be, right? Yeah. That'd be awesome, right? So, but. Yeah, not going to happen, though. We're getting up against it. So, uh, for the NFC West fans, we're going to slide right on by that one. I don't think there's much to talk about in that division. I don't know how you feel, old boy, but... uh, I I just want to ask you for on one team. All this talk and all this chatter out of Seattle with Russell. I'm not happy with not being involved in personnel. I'm not happy with you wanting to run the ball. I'm not happy getting knocked on my ass ten times a game. There's no chance to move off that kid, is no there? No chance. Not a chance in hell is he moving. The dead cap money's ridiculous. Pete Carroll ain't not letting him walk out the door. Um, no chance. No chance what, at all. What about a tag and trade with uh, Dallas for Dak and, and, and Russell coming back the other way? That's wild. That that would be wild. That would be wild. That you want to really – and then Dak plus something on the other side, right? Like, you know, what something else. you you gotta, you got to water him a little bit more there, right? So If anybody's going to do it, it would be Jerry Jones, right? right? 
right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just thinking, because you get that guy behind, like, a decent old line with some other weapons around him, like, watch out, right? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe he brings Jerry home one more. One more Super Bowl here, but there you go. Anyways, no. yeah, the, and the Rams, the Rams are entrenched now with the Stafford trade. Agreed. Uh, the cards aren't moving off of Kyler Murray. No, um, no. And we already talked quickly about uh, about Jimmy G and where he could possibly go. The Niners are an interesting one. They they could make a move. I don't know. You know, you need a suitor. Is it possible that Chicago or the Jets? You know, if Salah likes Jimmy G, he didn't hear much because he's a defensive coordinator, but. You know, and New England, like so. There's some ties to you know, a little bit of a couple of AFC East teams. Yeah. Um, I don't see uh, bringing Jimmy G up to Chicago to what to compete with Foles. Uh, is he that much better than Trubisky? No. Eh, I don't know. No. Right. So I don't think they're getting much there. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. Um, I do think the Niners are going to be looking around and trying to upgrade though. I think they realize that Jimmy G is pretty limited, and that it's going to take the strength of that defensive core and some of those guys on offense making plays because he's not going to win you any ball games on his own, I don't think, right? So no. But anyway, move on to the north here, Mike. My, my you got it, buddy. Here. Let's let's finish strong here. Um, here on the Ginger and Dutch podcast, a little extra episode. We got friend of the show, old boy, coming on. Thanks for everybody who's uh, hopped on the call. There's been tons of people. Um, Northern Hal Wilson says, "I thought counted out swore a lot." That's I know. Okay, and we got the old John, boy. That's told, why we call him. I told Johnny Moore I wasn't going to cuss, but. I haven't heard one cuss word, not at all. <laughs> so so um, let's start with the Lions. They're on golf for the next two years here. Do they draft another quarterback at seven um, if anybody falls? Or what do you – you, you, you got to, no? You, yeah, you, you know you only got golf for two more years. I think you got to get – Yeah, you got to go get – you know, the one interesting little subplot here, and I was, you know, listening to NFL radio in the car the other day talking about in that – with Brad Holmes as the GM of the Lions, you know, being the director of college scouting with the Rams when they drafted the kid. So they, he obviously knows them, right? Like I think if you're yeah. Jared Goff, you're going to a team that at least, you know, you have some faith and they want you there. Listen, it may also been like, listen, they can put all the, all the lipstick on it all they want about, oh, we want you here. You're our guy. Let's be honest. They also got a massive haul for, for Stafford as well too, right? Sure. So, you know, I think, I'm sure they're more than happy to bring him back. I think they look at a kid at seven. I'm just not sure who's going to be there. And I'm not sure I want the fourth kid out of this draft class. I think, like, if you can't get one of the big three, I'm not sure if four is worth it. Like, is, is Trey Lance worth it? You yeah. know, is Mac Jones worth it? I'm not seven or not. I'm just not sure there's good value there. So, you know, I think, let's be honest, man, the Lions aren't going to be that much better anytime soon. I think they're going to get probably get worse before they get better here. They're probably going to keep trying to, you know, piece this thing back a bit. Um, they're probably going to have a chance to draft again in the top ten. And they may have another yeah, shot to get. And they can use all the draft capital they use with Stafford maybe move up again if they have to and try and get you know someone in another draft i'm just not sure i want the fourth best guy in this draft yeah i think you i think you you might be right you maybe look at d line there for detroit and try to sure up that and and then see where golf gets you you got some pieces you got hawkinson deandre swift's going to be a star i'm telling you guys this yeah um but yeah aaron Rodgers, 37 years old jordan love drafted last year He's not going anywhere. They've pounded the table. Anybody calling for Rodgers, you think it's any chance at all that he's moving anywhere? No, I don't think so. I think all this talk, though, like how could you deal a guy? He's the MVP last year. How could you deal him? You can't deal him. You can't. You're you're knocked on the door now two consecutive years in a row. You're right there. And listen, I know you you may have talked about J.J. Watt and whatnot, but like 
you know, you want to talk about Green Bay being a spot for him to come back, right? Come back home, Wisconsin kid, University of Wisconsin, yeah. come back home and try and see if you can push this thing over the finish line, right? Because they're right there, man. They're knocked on the door. You know, it, it is frustrating that, that they did what they did last year with Jordan Love, you know, because, you know, give this guy another weapon. Give him something else. Like, you're that close. You know, like, they really yeah. were that close. Um, I think he's there. I think, you know, he's there. Then I'm moving off from him. And I think, you know, isn't Aaron Jones – I think Aaron Jones is a free agent this year. Am I right? Jones is in the free agent, running back free agent pool, yeah. You know, you got Dylan. You got some other kids there. Uh, again, I'm not sure if Williams is also a free agent, but – I don't know, man. I just I can't help but think that, like, you know, you had your shot the last couple of years, and you may have I'm not saying you missed the boat, but like, you know, you had an MVP season from that guy last year. He was lights out, and he still couldn't get it done. And flags fly forever, man. You got to go all in when you got these guys in their prime on the on the last couple of years of their career. That's yeah. why, you know. Yeah. So let's finish with our last two teams. We got the Bears and the Vikings. Shout out to Jen Foley. And then obviously uh, we missed Dutch tonight, but uh, his Vikings. Kirk Cousins, $31 million on the cap. Um, $41 million in dead money this year. Nobody's touching him. No, you can't. No, no, no suitors. No, like, I just can't see anybody picking up, picking up the phone for Kirk Cousins. No. Like, he, he's crazy. not an upgrade over enough of quarterbacks to, to make it happen for anybody. No, he's, you know, listen, he's not sexy, but he's effective. And at the end of the day, you're going to look back and say, he's still the second best quarterback in the division, right? At the end yep. of the day, right? And, you know, with that run game and, you know, they got a couple weapons on, on the, in the passing, you know, in the passing corp there. Like, I hate to say it to Johnny Moe, they're, they're another eight-win team next year, eight, nine wins if they're lucky. Like, they're not going to be a, a threat to do anything big next year. So why, why do anything silly and eat all that dead cap and try and move off them? Just admit that you got him for another year or so, and then you know look, maybe look to make a move. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think the big part, and I've talked with with Johnny about it too, is is that you, you got the 14th overall pick in the draft. The defense was horrendous, especially yeah. at the start of the year. Maybe you can win a couple. You know, you're not a Super Bowl contender, but maybe you win a couple more games. You you sneak into the playoffs, and you're a small market team, and you have a, a successful year on the books, and you like you said, you move on. Yeah. All right, last team, NFC North, Chicago Bears. Nick Foles at $6.6 million is the only quarterback under contract. They hold the – what do they hold? Where's Chicago there? The Bears, I had it down at 13. Yeah, the 13th overall pick in the draft. Like you said, too uh, too late to go get any of those four guys. You Is it worth it to move up? The Bears kind of in that what-do-we-do type of – Thing. I know you've had – they're going to pick up the phone on Watson for sure, but – I wanted – like, that's where I wanted Wentz to land. Like, selfishly, I didn't want Wentz coming to Indy, even though it made the most sense. Like, you know, the whole Frank Wright connection yeah. and whatnot there. But I would have loved – like, how great would it have been to, to bring him to Chicago, send Foles back to Philly, right? <laughs> send him back. Um and he would have, it would have been an upgrade for them in Chicago, and it may have worked out yeah. well. Now, again, another big market with expectations to win ball games. It may not have been a great fit for the kid mentally, but that selfishly, like when I saw that trade come in today, I was like, I want him to go to Chicago. I just thought it would have been a pretty fun little subplot there. You could have, you could have seen that work potentially, right? Yeah. And there was, there was talks with them being on the phone asking about him, and I guess it just didn't work out, right? Even though the asking price really wasn't you know, anything over the top. You know, I don't know about fools. They're going to have to do something else. He's not your guy. Like, he – it's a great story. He had a couple of nice years in Philly. He's he's just a guy. He's a guy, man. He really is. He's a guy. 
I, the whole Trubisky thing is interesting, though, to me, because I could see this Trubisky thing playing out like the Tannehill story, like the Mariota story, you know, yeah, high pedigree, you know, blue chip prospect, third overall, wherever he was that he got drafted in that 2017 draft. And, you know, super athletic kid that wasn't really given a think a full, uh, like a fair shot in Chicago to really truly use that, that, that athleticism. Like when he came out of North Carolina, everyone was talking about this kid being like super athletic. Yeah. Not, not like a, not like a dual threat guy, but he could definitely move the ball around with his feet and he could get you, you know, 500 yard, yards a year on the ground and like be effective in the red zone, rushing the ball. And I just didn't think they did enough like creative shit with him in offense there. I would like, there's a guy, if I'm Bill Belichick, I pick up the phone and I see if I can get that kid into uh, into New England. And yeah, you see if I can goal. work something with him, right? Yep. Because he's got tools. He's got a nice arm. You know, again, they don't, he doesn't have, they don't have a lot of weapons there. But, like, if I miss Trubisky, why not take that call? And, they've, that and call. They've, worked, they've worked with quarterbacks that they've had to move the pocket from Brissette yes. to Cam. So, they, they McDaniels can, can make those play calls. He can adjust his system. I love it. I like it. I like it a lot. That's where I think I like to see him land there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get a little shout out here, you know, from my boy who retired yesterday. Oh, baseball, I love it from hey. baseball. A little Tim Tebow action, a little Florida Gator action here for Timmy Tebow. Love it. Good. Hanging stuff. up the cleats. Hanging up the cleats, man. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, that uh, that uh, just about wraps up our NFL QB carousel, folks. Uh, remember to tune into Ginger and Dutch. We didn't get on to much football uh, uh, this on this week's episode because we had uh, this special edition coming up with the old boy. But uh, you can find us on uh, all of your uh, podcast outlets, Apple, Spotify, Breaker, everywhere you need to go. Old boy, thanks for coming on. Thanks for keeping the cussing to a minimum. Better I know you'll be, on, uh, you'll be on a few more episodes uh, coming up here in the next few months. We got some baseball chatter uh, coming up this week. Going to land some baseball guests. We're going to get Craig Bowler Jack on from the Utah Jazz again. Um, sucks that we missed him on this week's episode, but he's coming on in a few weeks. Hopefully, the Jazz can keep it going. Any uh, any closing thoughts here before we sign off? No, I just I love it, man. Like, so has it been the one year anniversary? Yeah, what was the, what was the first app last year? It was around this time. It was it was was it around the time the schedule got released? It was pre draft, I think, or was it just post the draft? Maybe post the draft. Yeah, I think May, April. May, 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 June. And, oh, it was actually April, start of April. April, there you go. Yeah. The last the last 10 months have been a blur for everyone, right? Yeah, no, for sure. You know what, man? They just keep grinding. I love it. Like, I always joke around, like, two guys in their mother's basement sitting here bringing in, like, legitimate sports personalities onto their podcast. I think yeah. it's great, man. Keep it going, brother. I, I think it's great. I no, love it. You know what? We've, we've chatted off air, and, and it's it for me, it's cool in the fact that, like you said, it's it's – it's a way for for just the average Joe to, like you said, talk to some of these guys that they would never ever have the opportunity to talk to. Yeah, uh, and have some fun with it. So we appreciate everybody following along. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, other than that, thanks for tuning in to the Ginger and Dutch podcast. With the first pick in the 2009 NFL Draft. The Detroit Lions select Matthew Stafford, quarterback, Georgia. I'm Ginger, and I'm Dutch.